Do you feel the tug or pull in your heart calling you to more? Do you feel like it is too late or that you're too broken to pursue the dream in your heart? Well, you've come to the right place. I'm Latasha and welcome to the Overcome to Become podcast. Pull up a seat and join me each week for real talk, life-changing truths, and actionable takeaways. We are diving into any and everything that has been holding you back from becoming who you were meant to be in every area of your life. Hey friends, it is the end of March and the end of really the first quarter of this new year, 2020. Oh my goodness, I said 2020. I guess it feels like a repeat of 2020. (laughs) It's actually 2021. Uh, Some of that residue, I think, is still falling over into 2021. Do you feel that way too? I know I do. Um, And our world is still rocking and reeling and a lot of things are going on that are heartbreaking. Some things are joyous, the light at the end of the tunnel for some things. And I want to know, how are you doing? How are you holding up? What's going on in your life? What's it like behind those closed doors? I know we can appear one way on the outside to others. And sometimes, especially as moms, wives, daughters, leaders, whatever title we hold, we're doing all the things for all the people all the time. We're asking everyone else how they're doing and we're listening and we're being attentive. But sometimes we're not asked how we're really doing or maybe no one's even really taken the time to listen and really Find out how you're doing. Well, I'm asking you, because I really do want to know, how are you doing? And I want you to tell me. DM me on Instagram at Latasha M. Ferguson or email me, Latasha at LatashaFerguson.com. And I promise to respond to all of your messages. I want to connect with you and I want to know how you are doing. Now, today I want to hop into this conversation that we're going to have just you and I at the table together chatting about the S word. Now, I know you're wondering, what in the world is she talking about the S word? Well, this is something that I've been dealing with over, gosh, I mean, not just this quarter, not just this year, but really all of my life. And it's kind of a maybe part two to the second episode that I released, um, actually the first episode that I released in season one, uh, the one thing that changed my entire life. If you haven't listened to that, go back and listen to it. You all know that I'm big on doing the hard work of heart work. And today I wanted to do a little bit of a heart check and see one, like I said at the beginning, how are you doing? And then two, I wanted to share a little bit about what I've been going through lately and dealing with and reflecting on, and it is this S word. And that word is surrender. Surrender means to agree to stop fighting, hiding, resisting, because you know that you will not win or succeed. Phew, when I read that, I giggled and kind of scrunched up my feet a little bit because this is me totally. I don't know about you, but my life has not been one where... God has spoken to me either through situations or people or through some other method. And I just lifted up my hands and said, God, I surrender. I have always ran, fought, um, hid, resisted. And there was always a battle between what I wanted for my life 
and what God wanted for my life. And y'all, I'm so thankful that God did not listen to me when I tried to push through my will and force what I wanted onto him. I'm so glad he didn't change his mind. I'm so glad that he didn't allow me to rework what he had already planned in his heart for my life. I'm so thankful because I look back now and my plans, what I realize now is that my plans and what I wanted for my life were so much smaller than where I am right now. And that's because my vision was limited and will always be limited. My plans will always be limited and short-sighted because I'm a human, right? And I'm not God. And I don't see every piece of the puzzle. I don't see every part of the picture. You know, I never thought I was gonna get married, that someone would want me, um, a mother, a single mom of two kids. Well, thank God that God did not listen to that, my plans, and he blessed me with a husband and we celebrated 15 years last week. Again, God's plan over my plan. And I'm so thankful that now I'm in the place that I am that I realize, yes, I still struggle with surrendering. I still struggle with giving in to and um, relinquishing control, but God is so good and patient and long-suffering Uh, that he loves us so much that he allows us to go through things so that we will see his goodness and his mercy and his love and gently push us towards pivoting into the right direction of where he wants us to go. So a couple of things I wanted to share with you as I was reflecting on this word surrender. What are some of the signs of an unsurrendered life? And these are some of the things that I've gone through. And I'd love to hear from you again reach out to me. What are some things that you've experienced or see as signs of a unsurrendered life? And number one for me is struggling with control. Every once in a while, you'll find me on Instagram posting about control. And I'm definitely only preaching to myself. I am a person who is a recovering control freak. <laughs> Loved to ha- be in control of things and wanted to be in control of things. And now I know better that that control was actually rooted in fear, right? Another one, repeated mistakes. I I heard the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result, right? Totally guilty of this. Finances, for instance, we know that spending on our credit cards or making impulsive uh, purchases or buying things that are beyond what we can afford, we know that's not a good practice to do. But when we have an un- living in an unsurrendered life and we have not surrendered our plans to God, it's hard for us to hear the leading of his spirit and when we should and should not purchase. Let's just be totally honest, how many times we've done things our way and how that really ended up? Let's reflect for a moment. How many ways and times have you gone in the direction that you wanted to go and did things you wanted to do your way? And yeah, maybe it ended up in a temporary um, kind of resolution or reward for you and you're temporarily satisfied, but then you started to see stuff crumble or fall apart and now you have to go back and try to control it and put it all back together. I don't know about you friends, but that's exhausting. It's completely exhausting to be the one that has to try to be the glue to hold everything together 
and to control everything so that it will go in the direction that you desire for it to go, which by the way, is a limited view of where you think you should go. But those of us who struggle with controlling, we will also fall into repeated mistakes making those same mistakes over and over and over again. Or maybe you have been in a relationship or you saw your parents making you know, certain mistakes over and over again. So you have determined in your heart, hey, I'm gonna take control of this because my spouse doesn't know how to. I'm gonna take control of that because my kids are all over the place because I don't want them to make repeated mistakes, right? A third one is chaotic personal life. I'll just put it plain and simple, full of drama, full of drama. (laughs) It's like the real housewives of Atlanta, Texas, California, in your house 24-7. Yeah, it looks great on the outside, but on the inside, it's chaotic. And I can relate. My life was like that. And I've shared that with you all before, where my marriage was crumbling. It was falling apart. From the outside, you'd never be able to tell. But when we got home, And even after we've gotten home from church, sometimes it would have been, we were not even five minutes out of the door, out of the sanctuary, and we were arguing, or we were not talking to one another, um, or we were being petty towards one another. I mean, all of those things, it was just crumbling on the inside, but the outside looked great. And then the last one, easily offended. You know, we not just wear our feelings on our sleeves, but... No one can correct us. No one can offer constructive criticism. No one can say anything. And we are, we clam up like a shell and we take everything super personally, right? Like our boss can't tell us anything. Coworkers can't offer any feedback. Our spouse is walking on eggshells. Our children are walking around trying not to offend us, which actually It it turns them, when we are a parent who is easily offended, it will encourage people-pleasing behaviors in our children. And I learned that the hard way. It will encourage them because children naturally want to please their parents. But when our parents, you as a parent, if you're super easily offended, easy to fly off the handle, or easy to play the victim card all the time, your kids will go over the top to try to please you. First, I want to say surrender is a process. It's not a one-time thing. It's not you just surrender one day and give your life to God and then you never have to think about it again. When we surrender, we are recognizing that we are absolutely nothing without God. And I want to say that again. We are recognizing that we are absolutely nothing without God. Two scriptures that I love John 15 and 5 says, I am the sprouting vine and you're my branches. As you live in union with me as your source, fruitfulness will stream from within you. But when you live separated from me, you are powerless. And I love 2 Corinthians 3 and 5 that says, it is not that we think we are qualified to do anything on our own. Our qualification comes from God. It comes directly from God. It's God who justifies, calls, qualifies us, right? He's the one. We are righteous only through him. Without him, we are absolutely nothing. And when we realize that, we realize that if we try to make our plans and our strategies and our goals aside from him, 
We are walking down a path where eventually we're going to have to pivot and we're walking down a road that's going to be a rough one. And it's not that the road that he wants us to walk along is going to be rose petals and so easy and without problems. No, but the one that is not the one that he wants us to travel on, it's going to be twice as hard, three times as hard than the one that he has already ordained and laid out for us. And so surrender is a process. How do we surrender? You all know I'm a huge fan of quiet time. That's where it takes place right there. Taking some time to reflect. And during this time, asking God to show us the parts of us that are unsurrendered. Some of us are living partially surrendered lives. Like maybe we've surrendered our marriages to God, our kids, our finances. But there's one thing that we have not yet surrendered. And maybe, just maybe that's our heart. If you could relate to any of those signs that I talked about earlier, those are signs of an unsurrendered heart. And God wants our heart totally. If we only surrender, pick and choose things to give to him, our heart is the thing. And we talked about this in the episode when we talked about hard work of heart work in season one. And our heart is is the middle, is the core of who we are. And when our heart is unsurrendered, we might as well say nothing else is surrendered to God, right? He is not interested in all the things we can do for him, all the works that we get involved in. He wants our hearts to be totally surrendered to him. Proverbs 3, 5 through 6 says, Trust in the Lord completely and do not rely on your own opinions. With all your heart, rely on him to guide you and he will lead you in every decision you make. Become intimate with him. In other words, get to know him. Spend time with him in whatever you do and he will lead you wherever you go. Are you looking for direction? Are you tired of going around in circles, doing the same thing and and thinking you're going to get a different result, but you're ending back up in the same place? Are you tired of being on that hamster wheel of doing things your way over and over and over? Sis, friend, let's just really be honest with ourselves. It's not working. Yes, we might experience temporary success. Yes, we might experience temporary rewards or um, you know, all accomplishments temporarily. But in the end, we find ourselves right back in the same space that we were before in our hearts. It's time for a deep heart check. So we have to make time to be still. I was speaking with a new friend of mine and I'm going to tell you who it is because I want you to go follow her, Kendra Tillman. She is a uh, coach, life coach, leadership coach, and she's excellent. I'll put her link in my show notes. And I was chatting with her and she asked me a question that made me pause. And I was saying, you know, I don't know if I should do this. I don't know if I should do that. I'm confused. I don't know. And she asked me very clearly, she said, are you practicing being still? And I said, well, I pray and I journal. She said, no, no, no. Are you practicing being still? And so I think, friend, you know what that answer is. Um, the answer is no. <laughs> I told her, no, I don't think so. I, I, I don't believe I am practicing being still. So she said, being still 
means when you get up in the morning, before you grab your phone, before you talk to anyone, before you turn on the TV, before you open up anything to read, you lay there and you say these simple words, good morning, God, I'm listening. And I thought, really? Then y'all, she told me how long it takes. I said, well, how? She said 10 minutes. And I thought, oh, my armpits begin to sweat because I thought, I really have to sit there and be still for 10 minutes? Now, for some of you who are used to doing that, you're thinking, what's the big deal? But for me, 10 minutes seems like a lifetime to be still, right? I'm a get up and go, get going, start doing type of person, which is part of the problem. And she said, I want you to try that. And whatever God speaks to you about what you're wondering about during that quiet time, that's what you do. And so I did. That next morning I got up and I practiced being still. Now, y'all, it was challenging because I my mind wanted to go to what was for lunch. My mind's also a jukebox, so it started playing all kinds of songs for me. Uh, I had to think about what we had needed for dinner. I had to run to Publix. I had to go here, what I need to do for work, what emails might be waiting for me. Did so-and-so get this done, etc.? And I had to constantly bring my mind back in, bring my mind back in, which then made me realize that this is a discipline. Um, and I'm going to have to discipline myself like I do to work out, to brush my teeth and do all the things that we do on a daily basis. I'm going to have to discipline myself to be still. And so I didn't quite make it the first 10 minutes uh, like Kendra suggested, but I said, I'm going to try to be still for five minutes. And I did. And during that time, I heard very clearly my answer of what I needed to do next. And so I wrote that answer down in my journal. And I kid you not, friends, as I was going on throughout that day, I got a direct message from someone that I did not expect further confirming the answer that I received earlier that morning during my quiet time and during my being still. And all I could say was, thank you, Lord. I know some of us are running around and asking God for answers and we're doing it in the midst of our busyness and we're getting absolutely nothing and we're completely frustrated. I would encourage you, it's not rocket science. And now I realize for myself, it's not rocket science, but it does require discipline. You know, that D word that we don't like, discipline. And so I would encourage you to practice being still. If you can't do 10 minutes, then start off with three, then move to five, then move to 10. But practice being still before you become informed with all kinds of things, before you scroll, before you check your email, before you talk to anyone. Practice being still and make this a daily habit. I want to leave you with one last verse from Matthew 10, 39. It says, those who cling to their lives will give up true life, but those who let go of their lives for my sake and surrender it all to me will discover true life. Again, surrendering is a process, friends, but it is a necessity as believers, as Christians, in order for people to see God's light truly on the inside of us. Not a pretend light, not the light that we want to show, but cover other things up, but the true light of God in order for us to love, especially in these days and times where it seems like loving becomes even more and more challenging as the days go on, in order for us to show the light of God, in order for us to be givers and uh, be kind to people and have kind words to say when sometimes it feels like we can't find them, we have 
to surrender. In order for us to go on when our heart is broken, when we feel like there's nothing left in the tank, when we feel like uh, others have hurt us or offended us or used and abused us, the only way to heal and the only way to allow God in to do a work in you is to surrender. It is hard work. Surrendering is hard work. It's the hard work of hard work, but it is worth it. And I'm still in the process daily asking God to show me parts of me that are not surrendered, asking God to show me my heart. And when we pray that, friends, I assure you, he's going to do just that. And when we see those parts of us that are ugly and we see those parts of us that are unsurrendered, it's not God trying to beat us up or beat us over the head and make us feel bad about ourselves. It's him trying to mature us, to grow us. Because you know what? That next season of our life that he's taking us into and he's bringing us into, we cannot bring this same person into that. We cannot bring those unsurrendered parts of us into that. We cannot drag along our baggage into that next season. And whatever that next season is for us, God knows what it is. And he knows what our heart needs to look like. He knows what we need to be able to handle to be in that next season. Even though we feel like we can handle it, he knows. And so I encourage you to start and lean into the process of surrendering. Nope, not an easy one, but a necessary one. If we're gonna be who God called us to be, we gotta lean in daily to the hard work of heart work. I'm gonna put those scriptures in the show notes. Thanks for listening today, friends. It's not an easy process, but I'm cheering you on. And again, I wanna hear from you. So reach out to me. DM me at Latasha M. Ferguson on Instagram, Latasha at LatashaFerguson.com via email. Take care. See you next week.